you know, what he's done is amazing, and we take communion and we remember what he's done. But I got to tell you, and I just, I hope all of you know this, and I hope you've had the experience uh, that, that God is not just, God didn't just do, so, Jesus didn't just do something long ago for us, but that Jesus is still alive and active, and his Holy Spirit is moving. So once again, if God's just been moving in your life this week, would you just raise your hand and praise him? Praise God for what he's done. Listen, um, not just what he's done, but what he's doing. This week, I've had uh, multiple times where I just experienced God's presence in different ways. Conversations that I had, that I just felt the Spirit moving. And I want you to know that that God's gift to you wasn't a long time ago thing. It was, but it's a today thing, and it's a forever thing. So we're called not to just experience his grace once, but to live in it every single day. And so praise God for that. We're in our last week of the, our series, From Give In to Giver. And the, the idea of this series is just that God has given us so much grace and love and mercy and all of these blessings that God's given us. And it's not just given to us so that we can sit back and receive it. We're not meant to just sit and be comfortable and receive and be poured into and be poured into. But we are given so that we can become givers. God's plan is that each and every one of us would take the grace and the love and the mercy and the forgiveness and we would extend that out to others. We've said it every week through this series. Our vision is upward, outward, forward. And the outward piece is that we are going to take what God's done for us and we're going to go and we're going to serve and we're going to share that with others. I've said it every week. I want to say it again. That's not just a corporate church thing. That's a you thing. That's a me thing. We are called to go from being given to being givers. So we're looking at 1 Peter chapter 4. We're looking at verses 1 through 11, and why don't you stand with me for the reading of God's Word, and my prayer is that God will speak to you through His Word today. I know that I'm up here speaking to you, but my prayer is that the Holy Spirit will be speaking to you, that it's not about what I say, but it's about what God wants to say to you, and the Holy Spirit wants to say to you. So let's look at 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 1 through 11. It says, therefore, since Christ suffered in His body... Arm yourselves also with the same attitude, because whoever suffers in the body is done with sin. As a result, they do not live the rest of their earthly lives for evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. For you've spent enough time in the past doing what pagans choose to do, living in debauchery and lust and drunkenness and orgies and carousing and detestable idolatry. They, the other people, are surprised that you do not join them in their reckless, wild living and they heap abuse on you. But they will have to give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. For this is the reason the gospel was preached even to those who are, dead now, who are now dead, so that they might be judged according to human standards in regard to the body, but live according to God in regard to the spirit. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you, this is where we're going to be today, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others 
as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Say amen with me and have a seat. God's word is good. So last two weeks, we've been in verse 1 through 9. In the, in the first week, we talked about because of what he's done, perfect song to come out of this into. Chapter 3 talks about what, what Jesus has done for us. He suffered, he died, he gave his life so that we could have life. And so it says in chapter 4, verse 1, therefore, because of what he's done, therefore, we should arm ourselves with the same attitude as Christ. And it goes on and says that you should stop living for your purposes, stop living for your desires, and start living for his purposes and his desires. And then we moved last week into, or in verse 7, it moves into this, this statement of the end of all things is near. Now, obviously, this was written thousands of years ago, but, but this, this statement isn't, uh, listen, we're not going to get up here and tell you that the world's going to end tomorrow or next week or on this date. What this is saying is the end is coming. We are in the end times, whether that's the end hundred years or thousand years or ten days, we are in the end times because a day is coming where all this is going to be changed and is going to go away. And so it says the end of all things is near. Therefore, you need to stay alert and of sober mind so that you can what? You can pray. And then it it calls us to this, this crazy thing. It says, love each other deeply this agape love, this love that, that is so different than what you see in the world around you, we are called to love deeply and to offer hospitality. Just real quick before we jump into today's scripture, this is countercultural. The, the world would tell you a certain way to love and to treat each other. God tells us to love each other with agape love, deep love, sacrificial love, giving love. And it says, offer hospitality. Listen, growing up, uh, things have changed a little bit, right? Growing up, every week, uh, my dad was a pastor. He was a pastor here, actually, before me. But every week, we were in somebody else's house or somebody was in our house. And it was very normal for all of us to be together and to share life together. And, and listen, I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to speak bad of these times. But things have just changed, We live our lives a lot more digitally and a lot more fast-paced now. And so hospitality is something that's kind of changed over time. And listen, this is is telling us that we are called to love deeply, a countercultural love, something that only God can give us and only God can do through us. And it's saying offer hospitality. So I want to invite you to be hospitable and to love each other. Go the extra. I, I know it's not normal, but spend the time with people. Listen, two different nights this week, I had people at my house after two o'clock spending time together. What a blessing. Great times. I'm not telling you to stay up past two. That's a bad idea. I'm really tired today. But we are called to share life together and to be hospitable. And so then we move into to verse 10. And listen, we're going to really take some time. I'm gonna, you're going to hear verse 10 like 70 times over the next 20 minutes or so. I want you to hear this and I want you to get it. 
It goes on and it says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. So I'm going to just take this phrase by phrase. The first part says, each of you should use whatever gift you've received. So let's talk through that. It says, each of you. Another translation, it says, um, the other translation says, every person for everyone has received a gift. So the, the idea here of each of you is not some of you. It's not the most gifted of you. It's each of you, every one of you that has received gifts, which by the way, is every one of you. I don't care how untalented you feel. I don't care how ungifted you feel. God has given you unique gifts. And it says each of you should use those gifts. So turn to someone near you and say, congratulations. All right, that was really weak. Was really, really weak. Congratulations! That's much better, Ben, yeah. Go ahead, congratulate. Say, congratulations. Wow, that was much better. Hey, do we like receiving gifts? Yeah, how many of you have received a good gift before? And you liked that, right? Listen, God has given us great gifts. Now, I know that sometimes when we think of gifts, we think of like the Lexus commercial where the car's in the driveway with a bow on it. I've never had a car in the driveway with a bow on it. That's a pretty cool gift. But God has given you greater gifts. The talents, the abilities you have, all the blessings that God has given you are gifts in every single one of us has received gifts from God. This says each of you should use whatever gift that God's given you. You should use it. Every single one of us is gifted by God. So say congratulations again. All right, now I want you, let's get a little, let's preach a little bit. You're all preachers for the next five seconds. Say, use it. God didn't gift you to sit around and do nothing. God gifted you. Each of you should use your gift. What good is a gift if it's never used? I can tell you because we got about 7,000 toys sitting around our house that never get used. What a waste. Each of you should use whatever gift God's given you. Each of you should use it. Let's keep going. To do what? What does it say? Each of you should use whatever gift you have received from God to do what? To serve others. I, let's be really clear on this. The gifts that God has given you, whether that gift is the gift of encouragement, whether that gift is a beautiful voice, whether that gift is, is a, you know, a, a good influence, whether that gift is discernment, whatever the gift is that God has given you, and God has given you a gift, you are to use it not for your own purposes. Remember, it says you are to live not for your desires and your purposes. You're supposed to live for his purposes. So each of you, you know what his purposes are? That we should use our gifts to serve others. I want you to let that sink in. I want you to think about the ways that God has gifted you. What things has God given you that are meant to be used to serve others.
It doesn't say each of you should use your gifts to get as much influence as you. It doesn't say you should build your brand. You should, you should make yourself famous. You should make yourself rich. Listen, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with influence or, or riches or anything, but that's not what we use our gifts for. The purpose of our gifts is to serve others to bring him glory. And here's the problem. When we use our gifts for our purposes, who gets glory? We do. And I got to just tell you, that is a losing game. Because that glory is wasted. That glory is temporary. And we see it all the time where people use their gifts for their own glory and they miss the whole point. It says, each of you should use the gifts to serve others. What gift has God given you? And the question I have for you is, are you using it to serve others? If you have a beautiful voice, that should be used to serve others. Pastor Deb, if you go visit, I've, I've talked about this before. I'm sorry that I talk about the same thing sometimes. But if you go visit with Pastor Deb, she's going to sing. She's got a beautiful voice. And she sings for people in the hospital. And it's awkward. And I don't have a beautiful voice. And so I try not to visit together with her because it means I'm going to have to sing with her. But God has given her this voice, and guess what? She uses it to serve others. Some of you are really great encouragers. I can't tell you how many times I've been having a rough day, and somebody sent me a card or a note. And listen, you may not be the best you know, musician or singer in the world or, or have like an upfront thing, but the gift of encouragement is a huge gift. Man, Scott, you're one of the best encouragers I've ever met. Praise God for the giftedness of Pastor Deb and Scott, and I could go down the line. Some of you have the gift of just tenacity, of working hard, of getting things done, and there are people in this church who you may not know, but every day they're here, and they're working, and they're leading, and getting things done, and listen, each of you should use whatever gift God's given you to serve others. That's why we've been given gifts, for the purpose of building up others. And building up others translates to building the body of Christ. God has given each of you gifts, and we're meant to use those gifts to serve each other. We need each other, don't we? How many of you this week have experienced someone using their gifts to serve you, and that's been a blessing? God has given you a gift, and you're to use it to serve others. Look at what Ephesians 4, 11 through 13 says. It says, so Christ gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers, listen to what it says, to equip his people for works of service, to serve others, so that the body of Christ may be built up. Not so that some of you can be famous or some of you can be well thought of or some of you can get what you... It says, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, listen to this, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So I want you to get this. Each of us has been given gifts that we are to use, not we are to sit on, we are to use to serve others to build up the body. And when we do that, we grow into the mature body of Christ and we attain, we reach the fullness of his glory together. That's the picture. That's the plan. That's the 
purpose. We are given gifts, given to become giver. When we're given gifts by God, we're meant to become a giver to others. So let's keep going. Each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. As faithful stewards, I want to talk about what it is to be a steward. A steward is somebody that manages, somebody that takes care of something else. And so let's get this picture, financial advisor. We have a a steward of our finances, right? Maybe you work with a company, maybe it's Merrill Lynch or one of those. I don't, I don't even know which ones there are, but, but you work with a company and, and we have these financial advisors and their job is to steward the, the finances, the money that we put in and we invest. How many of you think it would be a, a good thing if your financial advisor just sat at home all the time and did nothing and just left your money? Maybe it wouldn't be so bad the last few years because it's been kind of rough. No, but, but, but they, they have a job, and, and their purpose is to steward the money that they're given to help people grow in their financial security. And nobody wants a financial advisor who's lazy and sits around and just receives and receives and does nothing. We are to steward. How many of you think it would be a good t- thing if your financial advisor took all the money you've invested and went to the casino and said, throw it all on red? No. We're stewards. I want you to get this picture. We are given gifts, and we are called to steward those gifts, to manage those gifts for the kingdom. So there's responsibility here. I want you to know, some of you think, hey, I'm just awesome. God's just given me so many gifts, and I'm so cool. I want you to know those are given to you by God, and they're not yours. They're yours to steward for his kingdom. You have responsibility. So some of us are failing because we're sitting on our tails and we're afraid to use the gifts that God's given us and that's not being a good steward. And some of us might be using them recklessly or for our purposes and that's not being a good steward. We are called to steward the gifts that God has given us. I can't keep my place. I'm all over the place today. We are called to be faithful stewards of the gifts That God has given us. The last part, it says, each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. So I want you to get this. God's grace is what gifts you, and it comes in various forms. Sometimes I make the mistake, sometimes we make the mistake of looking at the people around us and saying, hey, I I don't have their gifts. And we can start feeling bad about ourselves because we're not as good as those people and, and we're not gifted the same way. I want you to hear this. God's grace is poured out on the people of God, on, on the body, and God's grace is poured out, and when God's grace is poured out, it goes out in various forms. The word there in other translations is manifold. It's this idea of, of all these different colors or shapes or sizes. God's gifts, God's grace is poured out on us, and every single one of us has unique and various gifts. Think of a kaleidoscope. The light hits it, and there's all these different 
shaped pieces. I don't even know how it works. I'm just going to make this up, okay? There's all these different shaped and turned different ways and thickness, and maybe that's how it works. I don't know. Whatever it is, when the light hits it, it goes in all these different shapes and colors. Think of stained glass. When the light hits it, it, it lights up all these different colors. God's grace is poured out. The same grace is poured out on each and every one of us, but it, it turns into various gifts and abilities. What a beautiful thing. There's a variety of gifts, and God's gifts and graces are unique for each one of us so that together, when we put our gifts together, we can build the whole body. The body is built up to the fullness of Christ. God has designed us perfectly. I want you to hear that. Listen, the gifts you've been given are not, it's not that God ran out of good voices, so he said, I'll just give them the gift of encouragement. It's not that, that God said, oh, I don't, I don't need any more of those people, so I'm just going to get, listen, God designed it perfectly so that each of us, when we use our gifts together, we build up the body, we serve others, we build up the body to the fullness of Christ. That's a beautiful picture, isn't it? It makes me think of, I know I've talked about this before, I'll talk about it again, it's not something I brag about a lot, uh, but I played in the orchestra. I look like an orchestra guy, right? <laughs> I know I've talked to you about this before, um, I played the violin. I look like a violin guy, don't I? Can you just picture me with a violin? No, you can't. Could you picture hearing me play the violin beautifully? No, you can't, and you can't hear me play it beautifully because I never have. But I played in the orchestra, and I'm thankful I'm thankful for the variety of gifts in the orchestra because, see, I, I would play, I played the violin. I was like the, you know, they have first violin, which is the best violinist, and they have second, and then they have third and fourth, and to where, however many violinists there are. And I was whatever, however many violinists we had, I was that last number, like fifth violinist or whatever. But, but I, I played the violin. But here's the deal. We played these beautiful pieces like, like Beethoven's Fifth. I loved sitting in the orchestra and playing. We would play Beethoven's Fifth. We played West Side Story. We played all these beautiful classical pieces. Here's what makes them beautiful. When every instrument, every piece is playing their part, you have this beautiful sound. You know what happens if you take all the... Just think about worship this morning. What if we took everything out and just heard the keyboard? Would it be as beautiful? What if we took everything out but the bass? Would it be as beautiful? The voices, what if we took all of those out except one? It wouldn't be the same. God designed it so that when we use it all together, it makes this glorious, beautiful thing. It says the fullness of Christ. That's what we're called to. To work together. To you, Each of you should use the gifts that God has given you to serve each other, to serve others, to build up the body and to create this masterpiece. That's God's design. Verse 11 goes on and it gives us some, uh, some clear direction because here's the thing, we all know that we're all gifted and, and sometimes people use their gifts and it doesn't create that masterpiece. Sometimes if we're, see it says earlier that we're to use the gifts not for our purposes but for God's purpose. Sometimes if you get someone that's a little bit too caught up in their gift and they're doing it for their purposes, it doesn't work the same. So what, what does it say? It says in verse 11, if anyone speaks 
they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Listen, that this isn't about God gifting us so that we can do our thing and build ourselves. This is all about following him. And when we miss this, when we're lazy, when we sit and don't do anything with our gifts, something's missing. And when we're reckless, something's missing. So it tells us, listen, you have been gifted. Think about what God's gifted you with. Keep thinking about that. You've been gifted to serve others. This tells us how. If anyone speaks, they should do so as if they're speaking the very words of God. Can I tell you that I don't take it lightly that I get to be up here every week? It is a great privilege for me to get to take God's word and proclaim it. But I am a steward of the gifts that God has given me. And and I want you to hear this and I want you to hear it really clearly. You should never hear my thoughts and my words. If you're hearing my thoughts and my words and my plans, I'm doing it wrong. I have a great privilege to get up here and share God's word with you. And my prayer is that I'm speaking the very words that God would want me to speak. I pray that you never walk away thinking, man, Alex is really clever. I'm not. I pray that you walk away hearing from God through the Holy Spirit. My job when I speak is to speak the very words of God. Can I just tell you that it's your job too? Anytime you speak, whether you're preaching from up front or whether you're sitting with someone at lunch, whether you're having a conversation, you are called to speak the very words of God. That's that's a responsibility. You're stewarding the gift and you're speaking God's words, not ours. Because if we're each speaking our own, we're going to go in different directions. We are to speak the very words of God. When you serve, don't do it in your own power, for your own purposes. Do it through the power that he gives, the strength he gives. We said it earlier, when we do it in our own power, when we speak, when we serve, in our own power, we get the glory and things get really broken. This says, if anyone speaks, if anyone serves, so you've been given gifts to serve others. When you use your gifts, speak the very words of God, serve with the power he gives. So I talked about the orchestra, this beautiful sound. You know what happens when when people go out on their own or when people are playing for their own glory or when people don't steward the gifts well? It's not as beautiful. And something's missing. There's a really fun skit. Let's lighten it up a little bit. There's a fun skit. It was a Saturday Night Live skit. It was Will Ferrell. It was it's called the Cowbell Sketch. Anyone know that one? Nod your head if you know it. Wonder, it's a really awesome sketch where, where this band is playing and Will Ferrell comes out and his job is to hit the cowbell, right? And the, let's all be honest. The cowbell is not meant to be like an upfront in front of everyone. It's not, the cowbell is probably never the focal point of a song, but this skit, the funny part about it is that he's getting so into it, and he's all about this cowbell, and so he's walking out, and he's busting people out of the way and hitting this thing as loud as he can, and, and it's, just, it's just messing everything up. 
And, and that's this picture when we use our gifts for our own purposes, for our own glory. Well, what if I was in the orchestra and we're playing this beautiful song, Beethoven's Fifth, and what if I decided that my part needed to be louder than everyone else's and that everybody needed to hear me? It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be right. It really wouldn't be right if it was me. <laughs> we are stewards of the gifts we've been given and we have a guide. Listen, just like an orchestra has a lot of different instruments that play together, they are guided by a conductor. And that conductor tells you how strong to play. Sometimes the conductor makes it big and you're supposed to play loud and sometimes the conductor tells you, listen, we have each been given gifts that we are to use for serving others, to build up the kingdom, to be faithful stewards of God's gifts in its various forms. And we're called to do it through his power and his will and his direction. And when we do that, it doesn't become a mess, but it becomes this glorious, beautiful thing. When we, we bring glory to God, when we talk about worship, it's not just when we sing. You worship God when you use the gifts he's given you for his purposes, to serve others, to build up the body. That brings glory to God. That's worship. And so I want you to get this beautiful picture and I want you to understand that every single one of you has been given a gift. God has created you uniquely with gifts and abilities to build up the body. And every, the, the, the kingdom and the church will be at its fullness, the fullness of, Christ, fullness of Christ when each of us stewards our gifts and use them to build up the body. And, and what does it say at the end? It says, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. When the church gets this right, when each of us does our part, when we all serve not for our purposes but for his purposes, the body is built up. We reach unity. We reach the fullness of Christ. And guess what? God gets the glory. And people see it and they say, wow, that's God. What gifts have you been given? This series is from give in to giver. And, and I just want to encourage you not to sit around. Far too many people sit on their gifts and waste them. And I want to encourage you not to just do it in your own power for your own purposes. I want to encourage you to take the gifts that God's given you and use them according to his will and his purposes so that we can be built up in the body and God can be glorified. Listen, um, there are sheets of paper at the end that we're going to pass out. I want to encourage you to go from being given to giver. The worship team is going to come up and we're going to sing the song, a declaration of our, our, our following him. Wherever he leads us, we'll go. At the end, we're going to be handing out pieces of paper in the back, and they have all the different ministries that you could serve in here in the church. I don't want, I don't want, you, to, I don't want you to think this is about recruiting people or anything like that. This is about the outward piece of our vision, that this church is its best when every single one of us is going out and serving and sharing Christ with others. So we're going to give you a piece of paper, and it's got all these different ministries, places in the church that we are working together to serve our community and to share Christ. I would love for you to be praying if God would lead you 
to get involved. Maybe some of you just been sitting on gifts for far too long and it's time to get in the game. We're going to give you that list. But listen, I want to say this. Sometimes God's gifting aren't for those things, but maybe there are people in your neighborhood that you need to be using your gifts to serve. Maybe there are people at work that you need to be serving through your gifts. What I want you to do as we sing this last song is I I want you to pray and I want you to worship and I want you to commit yourself all week to be praying, God, show me how you want me to invest and use the gifts you've given me and let me live for your glory. So when you go, you're going to receive that paper. But what I want you to do every day this week is just to pray. Read this scripture, 1 Peter 4, 1 through 11. Pray that you could use the gifts that God's given you to serve others and bring him glory. Father, we love you today. I thank you for each person that's here, and I thank you that each one of us is unique and different. I thank you for the blessing that we have of coming together and being a part of this body. And I pray, Lord, just today that you would speak to us. If there's any here that have been given and are just sitting and receiving and receiving, or maybe we're just kind of being lazy with our gifts, Lord, I pray that you would call us to put them to use. If there's anyone here that maybe has been serving for their own purposes, doing, doing stuff for themselves, I pray, pray, Lord, that you would call us to your purposes. Lord, help us each to go from being given to being givers so that we can serve others and build up the body and you can get, be glorified, Lord. We love you. We thank you. We pray you'd speak to us. We commit ourselves to you now in Jesus' name. Amen.